Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the podcaster. I was thinking about PJs. Then I saw, then I realized I was wearing flip flops. And I said, yeah, I think I talked about flip flops on the podcast before. Like, I guess they're one of the, like, are they the, like an onomatopoeia shoe? Because uh, they're named like what they kind of sound like. And then I thought about clip clump, clump, what does that sound? Clip clop, uh, the horse sound. And uh, this episode we did about clomping. But then I said, has a flip flop ever met a clip clop? But is it a clip clop? Why do I have trouble saying that? Like it could be a joke, I guess. And it could, what what happens when a flip flop uh, goes for a long walk on the beach with a clip clop? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't know much about much about anything, uh, but it's time for sleep with me, the podcast where I go off topic, I get mixed up. I'm here to keep you company so that you could get the sleep you need and you deserve. But I'm here more as a distraction and a friend in the deep dark night, uh, which you'll kind of see more if you're new. I'm glad you're here, regular listeners. What up? It's time for sleep with me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And we're going to have some sport around the show here. Then we'll have an intro to help you wind down or put you at ease or just be distracting and lulling. And then a bedtime story. Uh, so it's time for sleep with me once again. The third time's charm. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Thanks for making it possible, patrons. And these sponsors are what enable us to do this uh, for free twice a week. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play, and I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts that you're thinking about, you know, things on your mind from the past, the present, or the future. So thoughts, uh, things on your mind, a.k.a. thoughts, uh, (laughs) thinking stuff. The reason I laugh is because I have so, like, I have so many, I have so much thinking, so little thoughts... So much thinking, or so much, so so little time, so much thoughts. Uh, I don't have quite something that'll fit on a pillow about my thoughts, except for ones that would be four-letter words uh, with my thoughts on there. Uh, and I think has five letters, I believe. So it'd be more refer four letters referring to my thoughts, or what they could, you know. But uh, thoughts. It could be anything you're feeling uh, that's emotionally coming up for you related to those thoughts or to uh, that are just there, uh, emotions that are just hanging around. I mean, uh, when I say that, I I imagine I go into, this is not how, how come my emotions always come to me? It would be great if I could go to them and go down to like a basement hangout. And emotions, instead of, my emotions do live in a cave. Don't they have... uh, some people have uh, cave like where they hang out. Uh, they call them like dude caves or something like that. Like uh, my emotions do seem to exist in a cave, but it's not some sort. It doesn't have luxury barca loungers and a widescreen TV. 
but I can't remember. I had thought of a joke, and now I went so off topic, and I'm just picturing my... Oh, he said, is that all you're going to do all day? All you do is lie around. And my emotions go, oh, no, we don't. Just wait. Uh, when are you going to start pulling your own weight? Uh, oh, we no, we're the weight that you pull. We, we don't pull any weight. Uh, uh, we're the weight that you pull, uh, us emotions. Uh, okay. So you're just going to lie around? No, no, we're not going to lie around all day. We're waiting for you to lie down so that we can get to work. Or do you have anything important coming up that we need to know about? Because we could get it right about right before it starts. We'll be. In, do you have anything uh, that's important? You know, we could get it. Is there anything we could get in the way of? Uh, let's check your. Let's go over your schedule. Oh boy. Uh, so is that all you do all day? No, we're well, we're, we're thinking up ideas. Uh, we're brainstorming. So whether it's uh, emotions, it could be physical sensations related to the thoughts, to the feelings or physical sensations you're dealing with. It could be changes in time, temperature, routine, an emotions cave. Uh, you see, what is that? That doesn't sound like a very healthy coping mechanism, Scoots. Oh, it is. It's a wonderful place where my emotions hang out with one another and relax. Uh, I wish there was another term for it, but, uh, you know, I took on the commercial term uh, for for dude cave, brook cave, or whatever they call it, where dudes hang out, I guess. It, it's, it was, it's not actually, it only exists in beer commercials and deodorant commercials. Uh, I, I mean, I think some people have them, but they don't have any time. To, they got a, I don't think they're in a lot of use. Usually they're playrooms. Uh, they're a fantasy. Uh, just over the horizon, uh, some people are saying, one day I'll have my brook cave and uh, I'll be hanging there. With my, you know, with my, my boar bud, not my not boar buds, my, you know, feisty buds or whatever. And, uh, but I, you know, I decided that since that was not, uh, something that's, you know, some people do have those, uh, I think they used to call them rumpus rooms. There used to be, here's the thing. I don't even know, like I'm trying to talk to my brain, but other people listening, there used to be a term. In parlance, I think, uh, call, it's like, I can't imagine ever saying, like, if I asked someone to come down to my rumpus room, I would only expect one reaction and it would be, uh, it would leave a, uh, it, w- it would, uh, leave a sting, right? You'd say, would you like to come down to my rumpus room? No, I would not want to come like, uh, which, w- like, I don't know what rumpusing is. And neither do I, but, uh, I got a rump. I, I, I just get, Oh, I just bought this place. They said it comes with the rumpus room. I mean, I guess if you were thinking a more fantastical sleep with me, you'd say that's where I keep my rumpus. Uh, I ride it off into the, uh, the great rumple at night. You know, it's, it's what I call my bed. It's a, it's not my bedroom. It's a, which is where I go fantasize. No, 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 not, not, no, 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 not that kind of fantasizing around rumpusing. My rumpus, uh, it's like, uh, one of the wild, you know, it's kind of like one of those wild things, uh, maybe, I don't know. It's a rumpus room. It's a room for rump, rumpus. I guess I got to look up rumpusing. So, but, uh, oh boy. Um, I guess, uh, how do we get so off topic? Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that and keep you company while you fall asleep. That's really what the show's here to do. 
rumpus definition. Oh, well, rumpus and like so a rumpus room is a, a noisy disturbance or a commotion. He caused a rumpus with his flair for troublemaking. What does rumpus mean? Oh, yeah, noisy commotion. Why do they call it a rumpus room? Oh, it's from the non now obsolete word robust robustious uh which means boisterous. It could have been a playroom. Oh, children's play. I thought rumpus room was where, uh, interesting. I was wrong the whole time. Surprise, surprise, regular listeners. Am I right? I thought that was a romper room, which I don't know if that's an actual, or that was just a brand name. Like a rumpus room, I thought was where adults had cocktails, uh, in a romper room was where they put me up until age 24. They said, why don't you see where the kids' table was, you know? But apparently I'm wrong. So whatever, I guess, like, so my feeling, I could put my emotions in. They say, where do you keep your emotions now that you don't keep them in that cave of, uh, aren't you, other thing is, aren't you supposed to be starting an intro to a sleep podcast? I was. uh, Well, you see, I used to have an emotional cave because I thought, but yeah, then I said, now I give my emotions a places to ro- a roaming room where they could roam around, a rumpus room, a, a romper room, a roaring room, a uh, rut row room where they could do uh, imitations. It's all the same room, by the way. My emotions don't know it. Don't tell them. It's, I always go upstairs when I say rut row room because then they say rut row. And then they laugh and they start doing Scooby-Doo. And while they're distracted, I go upstairs to get back to my pod, even though I'm downstairs. So if you're new, oh boy. So what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Won't be a lot. Apparently, now that I know the meaning of the word, there will be very little rumpusing. Uh, going on but if there's a part of you that is whatever rumpling or whatever that word was whether it's uh you know rumping around rumple stilts whatever whatever it is uh rumpusing i'm trying to think of like a east or a meat rump 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 rumporum why didn't they call it rumporium uh what's rumporium where i buy stuff for my rumpus room uh come on down to the rumporium is there a lot of rum there? No, no, no. It's spelled in... I don't know how to spell it, even though I opened it, because it only exists in my imagination. No rum. At least in my rump- rump- rumporium is a silent P. That's why you got confused. Totally it makes sense, because I said rumporium, and you thought I said rumporium, but I said rumporium. And I'm just trying to start a sleep podcast. Uh, I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, uh, lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, support, superfluous tangents. We've already gotten in quite a few superfluous tangents and uh, whatever those pointless meanders. This is all to keep you company and take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. Like I said, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, or changes in time, temperature, routine. Whatever is going on, I'm here to keep you company so you could fall asleep because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you can rest. And, you know, I know what it feels like to be in the deep, dark night. And uh, hundreds of thousands of other people that are listening right now 
while not everyone is going through what you're going through, a lot of us can relate to how it feels and, and, and to say, geez, it's not that great, right? It can be frustrating. And the way I've learned to help is, uh, one, by letting you know you do deserve a good night's sleep. You do deserve a place you can get some rest. You do deserve a bedtime. You don't dread. Just like, I guess, my feelings feel like they and they probably, right, if they were busy, if they had all those rooms, most of my feelings right now while I'm talking, they're still doing their Scooby-Doo bits. Uh, uh, they're going, where do you, where do you row? Like they're asking one another, where did I go? Where do you row? Uh, and then they're saying, no, that doesn't sound quite right. Rarity row. And they say, yeah, no, that does sound right. For, first we said, where do you row? But it's really rarity row. Uh, now they're hearing my voice. So I got to get so, um, yeah, you deserve a good night's sleep. I, the reason I make this show is because one, I know how it feels, like I said, but also I believe if you get the rest you need and you deserve, your life can be more manageable and you could be out there flourishing or just, you know, not being so tough. And that is important. It might not sound important, but it's important to me. The other things you need to know is this podcast is very different. Not Most people do not like it the first time they listen. And so if that's how you feel, that's a pretty normal reaction. And why wouldn't it be if you've tried out a bunch of different stuff? to help you fall asleep and then you listen to this and it's very different than almost anything you've ever listened to uh though you say okay has some there's some familiar themes but it's like they've all been mashed together and i say yeah this show's very different it does take two or three tries to get used to that's what most listeners say so give it a few tries if you already know it's not for you that's fine too you could check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you that has other sleep podcasts and other sleep audio. Because whether you like me or you don't like me, or the podcast helps you or it doesn't, you still deserve a good night's sleep. So check out those other options. Uh, you know, I, I can only help the people the podcast works for. But the, most of the people, like, like, and I'm talking a lot of people, uh, that it does work for on a nightly basis. They said, oh, it took two or three tries for me to realize how... Strange. I knew it was strange right away, but I didn't realize, one, it's a podcast you don't really listen to. You passively listen. You can listen for it to take your mind off of stuff. Just like he distracted his feelings by saying rut row and Robbie right rack. Uh, that's what I told him. Robbie right rack. Uh, and they said, roke row ray. Rogue, Rogue Ray. I don't know how you say it, how Scooby Doo says okay, but Rogue Ray. That's he says that's not it, but Righty Row. That's what Scooby would Scooby would say. He also combined himself and Scooby Doo to Scooty, Scooty Roo, Rare Rar Roo. Oh boy, this has gotten ridiculous fast. So this is a podcast you just kind of listen to, whether you have me to a mumble. Or you're listening for company in the deep, dark night. I'm more here to keep you company than to put you to sleep. This podcast is really here to be your friend in the deep, dark night and take your mind off of stuff. And then you fall asleep while you're barely listening to me. So I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor, your boar bra, your boar friend. In the deep, you know, keep you company. And if you can't sleep, I'm here to the very end. So whether you're listening or not, I'm here to to be with you. 
with some nonsense. The other thing that throws people off is the structure of the show. The show is designed in a very specific way so that you can adjust it, but that it can help the most amount of people possible. So the show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So you feel welcomed in and you say, oh, okay. Uh, like, oh, okay, I, I, I can check this show out. It does seem like a little barely, just barely amusing. So it starts off with a greeting. So you feel seen and welcome. Then it has support. So the show can be free and not pay only. Like, it's optional to pay for the show, which is great for the people that are not in a position to support the show. And then there's support for listeners who are having a tough time, support for communities around the show. And then there's the intro, which we're almost all the way through. The intro lasts somewhere between 12 and 20 minutes. It's separate from the support, and it's separate from the story. It's really a show within a show where I try to explain what the podcast is, and then I go far afield, just like it happened tonight. And something new happens every time. You know, they say a lot of times with there's a band Fish, you know, not everybody's into it or whatever. But with Fish, sometimes they play these three-night stands, they call them, like shows three nights in a row. Ray Rose, three nights in a row, would Scooby would say. But they say never miss a Sunday show, which to me I say, but I, if I got to go to work on Monday, I can't possibly do that. But this that's like the intro. Anything could happen with the intro. Who knew that I would, uh, like, we? I, every time, I, I don't even know. I, I really was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tonight. But as long as I sit down and I'm there for the listeners and, and stay open-minded uh, the, and follow the structure of the intro, which is meant to explain what the podcast is, but also give you plenty of time to wind down whether you're getting ready for bed or the, like the, the, for a regular listener, the intro gets integrated into your wind down routine so that you have some separation between the day and the night. And I know, like I said, I'm going off topic in between going off topic here because that's what I do, but that's what's important is, uh, so you can kind of listen as you're getting ready for bed or you're doing something else relaxing or you're in bed and there is a small percentage of listeners that are asleep. We're happy for them. Row rappy for them. And there's a percentage of listeners that skip the intro, about 2 or 3%. There's people that listen to story only on Patreon. So, however, but there's also people listening to intro after intro after intro. So, however you listen, you could kind of discover that as you become a regular listener. But at least initially, try it out. Try having a wind-down routine. Try having the show be a part of it, because that is one of the things that really works not all the time for me, but most of the time. And so that's the intro. Then there's, again, support between the intro and the story, so the show can be free for, for, for you wherever you want it. And we can have a bunch of episodes in the archives. And then it'll be a bedtime story tonight. We'll be looking at uh, Lasso and learn, lull, getting some lulls out of Ted Lasso. And whether you watch the show or not, believe me, it'll be nice and lulling and relaxing. And then there's thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show. It's why I make the show. I'm glad you're here. I really hope the podcast can help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. 
And, uh, yeah, I yearn and I strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep again. I say stuff repetitively. And here's a couple ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody, it's time for another uh, episode of Ted Lasso, Learning and Lulling with Lasso. And we'll start off with my notes. Uh, this episode is called Tan Lines, uh, Season 1, Episode 5. And the title is tucked right in there. Uh, it starts with music, parking, Higgins, wife, mustard, puffy coat, don't apologize. Thank, let him, boys, love you. Uh, Bucks burn? What does that say? Uh, so Higgins gets dropped off by his wife, uh, who he apologizes to because one of the cars is in the shop. She says, don't apologize. And your job is letting us have two cars. And uh, it just kind of sets up their relationship. Oh, boss burn. That's what it was. A Rebecca Bex burn. So then uh, she says, and the boys, thank your father uh, for uh, going to work every day. And then they say, love you, love you. And then she says, by the way, I loathe your boss. You give her my best. Uh, and Ted bumps his head while the family's watching. And uh, a little physical comedy, relatable. It's someone that bumps their head a lot. Uh, uh, then Rebecca's in her office with T and Ted. Biscuits with the boss. Uh, Ted's got his uh, ice on his blue gel ice on his head. He starts oversharing. We'll cover that when we watch the episode. Oklahoma, King and I, Instant Ice, uh, Passel, P-A-C-L-E. Is that a word? Ted, Hand, or Cabaret? Z. Let's see if we can figure this out. Oh, Ice Pack, uh, Instant Ice Pack. Uh, it was Packs on the second line, P-A-C-K. It looks like P-A-C-L-E. Ted's hand over label, question mark. Not Ted's, it could be Gobert. Ted's hand over Gobert, is it question mark? No, Ted's hand is over the label. Uh, Jamie's apartment, art in the foyer. I said, what, is that a foyer? What's a foyer? Well, maybe we'll look that up. Keely meets uh, her biggest fan. Also a fan of Jamie in his uh, briefs. Uh, Thank you, Jamie. He also had a picture of himself in his kitchen that was subtly placed. Uh, Roach promo shoot. Uh, oh, P Pilsner, some sort of uh, or something. Keely. Oh no, they're still talking about it. Uh, Keely leaves her keys. Uh, Jamie won't pass during. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Practice. Uh, Ted talks about peanut butter on the kitchen counter without a lid. Roy, Roy likes it. Uh, Sam, I heard my name. Then we hear Dad. Cat, I said a cab dropped him off. Uh, you'd think he would have his friend. Uh, was it Ollie do it? Um, and then Nate says that long is. I think that run is longer than uh, he knows. Uh, and uh, Beard says as a metaphor, he he gives a helicopter to his son and to his wife. Uh, Ted kids his kid, really funny stuff. 
very natural too. Uh, Higgins, Rebecca, uh, Higgins, Rebecca, all going smashing, like you know, taking ruining the club and stuff. And Higgins goes, eh. Jamie, he's doing a some promotion for a beer, pil- a pilsner. Uh, Keely and Rebecca, Jane, joke, uh, J- Jamie try, oh no, Jamie's trying to joke with the beer, b- b- beer in the corn or something, you and a beer, uh, Rebecca and Keely talk about jobs and offering jobs in the loo, a lot of truth and humor in that, uh. What do you do anyway? I'm almost famous for being almost famous. Uh, plan B, plan B year, plan B yeah, plan B yes. Uh, Ted and fam go to the pub. Uh, hey, Baz is the name of one of the fellows uh, that's always on Ted's case. Uh, he says some bad words and Ted says, I'd like you to meet my family. And she says, wife's co- coach's wife, she's heard it all. Table, uh, the woman that run, runs the pub gives darts to uh, Ted's son so he can play darts, and then him and his wife, she brings him and his wife to the table, uh, and Ted must have let her know he was coming, which sounds very Ted-like. Uh, uh, fish and chips, uh, it's a little bit awkward. Uh, even Ted can't even speak. He says something like, hey, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, she tries to carry the conversation. Do you think that they're going to serve the fish and chip in newsprint? Uh, uh, his son plays darts. Jamie Gum, Confidence. Roy and Keeley, who asked you, apologizes. Feel the energy. Go pee. Lego moments. Idealized, uh, they have, uh, so Ted's, so let's see what happens. Jamie is chewing gum and he's very confident. He has an interaction with Keely, but she turns him down. And Roy sees that and says, you're smart. She goes, who asked you? He apologizes. Uh, I don't know what feel the energy means, but basically she says, should I ask you for permission for everything from now on? I think I will. And then she walks away. She texts him, is it okay if I go pee? Uh, then we go to Ted and his wife and his son. They're having this uh, perfect Lego moment uh, where they're putting Legos together, drinking juice and water as a family. There's music, romantic music playing. Field of Dreams, uh, Paradigm, and music. Uh, if you build it, they will come. Because his wife's like, why are you making a double-decker bus, a Lego double-decker bus? We could be riding one. And Ted says, Field of Dreams paradigm, family back, uh, happy Ted. Oh, family bed. So they're all in bed together. Uh, Rebecca, is it? No, his wife's not Rebecca. His wife and his son are asleep, uh, but Ted's lying on his back, happy. Keely Posh. Is that what that says? Keely poster. No, we see Keely's poster. On the wall in Ted's street, Ted's picked up breakfast. He's very chipper. It's a scone. He has a a scoop of peanut butter. Oh, Michelle. We see Michelle, her back. Then we see her. She turns around. She's in tears. Uh, And Ted, 
very similar. I, I, I can relate. It's like, I want to resolve this immediately. And so Ted says, we got to resolve this immediately, Oklahoma. And this is really powerful stuff. She says, okay, well, I'll just keep trying. I'll keep trying, Ted, uh, to love you, basically. She doesn't say it like that. She says it in a way, like, truthfully, I'm going to keep trying. And I don't know, great writing, because it's like uh, on paper, even in person, Ted's amazing, handsome, I'd say. Uh, charming, outgoing, just, and I have a sibling like that is very optimistic like this, uh, like lasso-esque. So, but you'd say, hey, man, like Ted's like, uh, so like I can see from her perspective why she'd say it must be me and not you. And I just got to figure out a way like, uh, like I'm married to Ted Lasso. How could I, you know, how can I not be into it? Uh, and say, well, it's a fictional character on a fictional T. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Michelle, Ted, Oklahoma. That's the, their uh, word to tell the truth. So I'll keep trying. Son comes out in a jersey with no pants, uh, but Ted is stunned after their talk. He goes into the office. Nate and Beard are there. Uh, Beard laughs at something Nate says. Uh, which will cover five minutes for steak and relationships. Uh, Nate knows that's 4,438 miles that Ted has traveled to London. Beard smiles at that fact. He says, well, my dad's a cartographer. He told me, he used to tell me I was 0.001 miles tall. Ted talks about doing too much, uh, space, uh, she needs space, uh, 4,438 4, 4, miles of space, maybe. Then Higgins comes in. His phone was lost, uh, which I guess is an ongoing thing I never noticed. He almost dropped his phone last episode. Uh, and it's just a funny thing with Beard. Uh, he says, oh, no, Beard, I Beard says, I found it. Don't worry, I, I optimized it, deleted some apps. Not Battleship, I hope. Uh, oh, well, I was playing it too much. Hold your horses, Higgins. Oh, can I be in the inner sanctum of Ted Bla Team Lasso? Uh, well, how did you, like, how, well, what's your life like? Well, I got a 20-year-old cat, five boys, three dogs. Uh, yeah, a lot more details. Uh, Beard likes his uh, cat, cat sad, too. Oh, he makes this cat sound. Because uh, said, Ted says, so is your life easy? He goes, did I tell you about the five boys, the three dogs, and the cat I love? That's a very old uh uh, and then Ted says, 911 truth. Uh, and then they go, 999 truth here. And then Ted says, they go, wait, why did we never think of that? 999 versus 911. You're right, Ted. One key issue that explains it. Uh, Errol, wow. Oh, Arlo White. Errol, wow. Arlo White's game starts. Jamie, no part of, oh, this is before the game. He doesn't take part in the team building. Ted's not happy. Deal. Let's make a deal, yeehaw, with your yeehaw BS. Uh, uh, this is Team Tragic. Jamie Tart, Jamie Tart. Do-do-do-do. Uh, Little lad, then his son comes in. So Jamie's very rude to Ted, but as soon as uh, Ted's son comes in, 
Jamie's nice. Uh, sign your shirt. Next time I score a goal, be for you and for me, but not anybody else. Just you and me. Just for us. Uh, good lad. Then he, called, then he says the same thing to Beard, kind of. Uh, sound, song, June, tart, say, pub. I don't know what that says. Uh, son, 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 June, tart, say, pub, 2-0 down. But we'll find out in a minute. Crowds yelling at Ted. June, solo goal. Jamie has a solo goal. So I'm upset it might have been Jamie. Oh, something Jamie Tart uh, sang songs. Uh, Jamie Tart, uh, budding star Jamie Tart, as I said at some point, but I, that it doesn't start with two S's or an S and an E. Oh, singing the Jamie Tart song? No. Jamie Tart's singing it, though. Crowd yelling at Ted. Jamie's solo goal, budding superstar, that's when they say it. Jamie's pointing at his number saying, me, me, me. Ted says, what is he saying? And that's, uh, Nate says, me, me, not meat. Uh, uh, Sam goes down. Jamie does not care. We have a little Roy v. Jamie action. Uh, wishing Sam more. Jamie gets yad. Sam's okay. Roy gives him great advice for the uh, crowd. Uh, go something rhetorical. Uh, goal? I don't know. Goal? Go. I don't know. Go fringly rhetorical. So let's see. We'll tell you what happens. So Jamie scores a goal. He's happy. Then Sam, there's a yellow card on Sam. Then Jamie gets a yellow card for uh, ignoring uh, uh, Sam. Then going back and forth with Roy. Jamie still scores again. Uh, And uh, goal. Oh, so that's what that says. Uh, Ted runs to Rebecca. Is it okay if I bench Jamie? Up to the stands. Uh, you have my full support. Uh, his wife and his son are there, and Keeley. And then he calls to the side judge or whatever. He says, hey, highlighter, we're taking Jamie Tart out. I mean, he says the numbers. Beard is stunned. Robert's on, Tart off. Uh, crowd's not happy. Jamie has a stink face. Roy's confused. Uh, Jamie's mad. That's halftime. Jamie's jersey's on the floor. It's the locker room smoky. Ted makes a big speech. First time seeing tan lines. Uh, the speech is really for himself. Uh, beard, eye, beard, beard makes eyes that you know that, but, you know, he manages to make it not about himself. Lady football. Eyes on me. And then he touches the Believe. Uh, then New Healed Tart, Kent to Obasanya. So Roy gets a breakaway, uh, gets past the last person, passes to Sam. Goal. Cheers, hugs, claps. Uh, Nate jumps on Ted. So sorry, I'm just so happy. Roy 
shakes Ted's hand. Same word, but different, bard, board, dobrum. <laughs> so Roy shakes Ted's hand. Same world, but different, same world, but different body. Doc Brown. Oh, yeah. So, uh, something. He says, uh, same word, but he goes, uh, then Beard does, uh, like, uh, you mean the actor, Ronald Reagan? He does Doc Brown saying that. Uh, daddy wants a work week. Daddy wants a, oh, what's a wanker? And he says, daddy, what's a wanker? It's a person who wants to be alone with their thoughts. Rebecca, oh, sheet. Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, sheet of rain. Rebecca, oh. Uh, rain. Ted and Rebecca, how they met. Uh, Keely and Roy, start of something. Roy there for apologize. Uh, good night, Keely. Would not change a single thing. I got no control over it. I'm going to be okay. Not quitting, just letting me go. Ted says goodbyes. Beard's there to help pick up the pieces with an umbrella and pints. He nods. They have two different umbrella. Beard umbrellas are different shapes slightly. Beard spins his umbrella for a bit. Okay, so that's my notes on the episode. Let's hit play on it. This one is 33 minutes, believe it or not. Uh, and let's see, we got uh, the Apple TV, Apple Original, and Warner Brothers Television. This is all the lead up. Uh, then we see light stand, the stands, the pitch, the parking lot. Nate's car's there. Rebecca's car is there. Higgins says goodbye to his wife. Someone actually is walking by in the background. Tell them, boys. Uh, love you, love you, darling. Kiss goodbye. Good luck to your boss. Uh, best. Uh, Higgins laughs. Ted's walking in, not paying attention. Then he's in uh, Rebecca's office. Uh, for Ted, pretty casual. He only has two layers on, uh, like a sweater and a T-shirt. Maybe even just a sweater. And uh, you don't have to talk about your personal problems with me, Ted. You know, tried. we tried a lot of stuff. Uh, are you telling me this because I shared with you? Ted goes, oh, well, we have this code word from therapy, Oklahoma. And we got to tell the truth if someone says it. Uh, Pretty helpful, but ruined the musical. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Surrey with French on top. Or uh, shall we dance? He says, no, that's from the King and I, Rebecca. Anyway, if I hear any tunes from that, uh, I think, uh, you know, my optimism. She says, my optimism is too much. Uh, I like how Rebecca sits back in her chair and leans her head back to talk about this uh, lesson learned. Now she leans forward. Uh, get, getting close to each other. Great. Uh, and she says, I do. And Ted says, really, Oklahoma? And she goes, no. And we see Jamie's apartment. Very traditional other than the art. Uh, the foyer part uh, compared to the background is ultra modern. And we see Jamie's latest dates, who's a big fan of Keeley. She's got milk. There's French pressed coffee. 
Jamie with uh, no pants on. Oh, also, Jamie had robots. That must have been one of the things I was trying to recognize. Kind of like rock'em, sock'em robots. And Jamie's just kicking it. She says, geez, so, you know, sometimes when I break up with somebody, I wonder if I made a mistake, but you're making it easy uh, uh, that my decision was correct. Uh, not only is Jamie's picture, it's like a side profile picture shot. Uh, and Jamie's like, you're welcome. Uh, like, uh, it's so, uh, he's so Jamie, the Keeley's like, holy cow. And he goes, you're going to be at my promo shoot later? She goes, yeah, the one I set up, yeah. And she says, nice to meet you. Uh, she, was that keys? It was some something else. It looks like it looks like a fringe or something. No, it's a key. It's just one key though, which makes sense. The key to his front door. And uh, she leaves her key. Go to training. Jamie does not pass the ball to Sam, who's wide open. And uh, he kicks it out near the goal, but uh, the coach catches it, uh, makes the extra pass. Sam was more open than the jar of peanut butter on my counter, uh, which is the idea that Roy likes. Just my stick my finger in when I walk by. Now, Sam was open, passed to him. My, Sam's not going to score, Jamie says. Oh, I heard my name. And he says, tomorrow we got to play like a team. That's why we keep losing. Uh, let's keep going until we get this right. And then you hear dad. Ted also has amber sunglasses on her um, sepia ones. He starts running. He's running lasso style. Longer run than he thinks. Metaphor. Keeps running. Sees his... Uh, it gives uh, some helicopters, two spin helicopters for both. It's windy, uh, and uh, they do have proper jackets on, overcast, uh, group hug. And look at how tall you got. You could talk now. He's joking. You got teeth. Uh, this kind of comedy I love. Uh, and then Higgins is like, sorry, the ma- this match is not sold out. We've lost four in a row, facing relegation. Rebecca says, why be sorry? It's going great. Uh, then we have Jamie doing the Pilsner. Dar Steiner is the beer. Uh, favorite beer, Jamie Tart. Shows off his tattoos. Uh, one is Chinese for arm. I couldn't get that one in the thing. Uh, drink the beer, Jamie. Rebecca says, are you going out with Jamie? No, I get 10%, you know, I'm managing this. Uh, and she goes, oh, you really care. I could kiss you if I was as tall as you. I'd kiss you on the lips, Rebecca. Brunicorn, that's what his joke is, which is better than mine, Beernicorn. And beer bee. And he goes, look at all Jamie's uh, hamming it up. Uh, that's when Rebecca offers Keeley a job, finding some more branding opportunities for other players. And a bunch of layers of jokes there. And uh, employment. Uh, and uh, come on, uh, we can do it. We can do do give each other, offer each other employment uh, too. I mean, what is it you do again? I'm uh, uh, sort of famous for being almost famous. Uh, 
Well, what's your plan? Whatever your plan B is. Uh, then we have the family walking together. That's oh, this is when they're going into the pub. Ted's, uh, yeah, it's uh, what they say. Come on, win a game, man. Hey, Baz, fellas, this is my wife, Michelle. Uh, she's a coach's wife, so she's heard people with bad attitudes before. And uh, go play some darts, kid. I'll take your uh, mom and dad to the table. Three fish and chips, two pints. Uh, and that's when Ted says, how about, Do they wrap the fish and chips in newspaper? Uh, I'd love it. Have my food teach me stuff. Uh, and she says, of course, that'd be your dream scenario, like a donut that knows the history of Rosa Parks. Uh, and he goes, yeah, okay. Uh, then he comes back, the son, he said, he's not very good at darts. No surprise. Uh, and then Jamie and Keely are talking. Goes, hang. Hey, would you want to hang later uh, at my place? Look at this face. Uh, goes, we look at the pictures together. You know, he's chewing gum, which does add to it. Uh, she goes, no thanks, Jamie. That's when Roy comments on it, and she's like, what is it? Your business, dude. He's got his uh, wrinkle in time, which we begin to see again and again and again. She goes, I'm not with Jamie. We broke up. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. I apologize. Uh, she goes, oh, no, I want you to weigh in on everything now. Everything, I'll text you. You think she's joking, but she's not. She goes, uh, then Roy says, you know, Jamie's really a jerk. He doesn't even pass the ball. That's what I'm dealing with. Uh, and he goes, she goes, oh, is it okay to go to the bathroom if my bladder's full? Roy goes, yeah. In his head. Then we get to the Legos. We see the Lego instructions. We don't see the Lego brand, but uh, even if they were hinting. Uh, and Ted's wife also is good with layering clothes, uh, which is very important. Uh, son is not, but, you know, he doesn't need, you know, he's a kid. He probably uh, doesn't notice the temperature changes. And we got Salomo Lego. Okay, we do see that Ted does have a T-shirt on under his sweater. Just in case you were wondering, it looks like a gray T-shirt. Uh, and the camera's like going in 360-degree circle around them as they're laughing. Then we pan across the family bed. They all sleep on their backs. Uh, and Ted wears a shirt to bed. It's a Kansas City something shirt. We see Keeley's posters. House of Frazier, that's one of the stores by Ted's. Uh, and someone said, Rosie and Java. That's not where Ted had the coffee from. And he says, check out the scone. Uh, looks like a muffin. Tastes like a muffin. Looks like a biscuit. Thanks, Dad. Uh, and Ted takes a little peanut butter. Sees Michelle, he smiles, uh, and uh, then he sees she's uh, a little upset. And she goes, maybe I'm just jet-lagged. It's fine, Ted. He goes, no, 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 Oklahoma. His eyes are really wide. He nods. Come on, tell me. Uh, 
She goes, geez, every day I'm trying. Uh, I hope I'm going to change the way I feel. Uh, but uh, I'll keep trying. You know I will, Ted. And then the sun comes. They say, okay, let's get you ready for this match today. Or whenever. Uh, yeah, I think it's the same day. And Ted kind of paces. Uh, he's struck, man. Then he's back in the office, struck. I don't know what to do. Nate kind of makes uh, some unsolicited comments. Uh, he goes, yeah, I'm not married, so I don't know. Beard, have you been married? He, that's when he laughs. Huh. Coach is a uh, five-minute steak uh, cooking. Uh, and uh, he says, what's the personal question? Why did you move uh, 4,438 miles away then? Because that's a specific number. Oh, Dad's a cartographer. The point that Beard likes this uh, personal stuff. So does Ted. Actually, Ted smiles. Good question. Why'd I do it? Uh, some point I realized uh, I was do you know being around so much was not solving the problem. So thought maybe space would do it. Uh, like I'd do something sweet. Uh, that you know, her and the therapist uh, decided some space would be good, and well, four thousand four hundred and uh, would you say thirty-eight miles? Yeah, worth the space. Higgins comes in. Somebody's got my phone. Beard says, "Yep, it's optimized. Oh, we didn't delete Battleship. Well, we shouldn't play it anyway. Or Battleships." Uh, Leave you lads to planning. Hold on, buddy. Wait a second. Uh, can you give us your input? Uh, sure, maybe. Uh, what can I help you with? Uh, Team Lasso. Oh, boy. Uh, you've been married a while, right? Uh, 28 years have been married. Five boys, three dogs, and a 20-year-old cat uh, who I'm emotionally invested in. One small house fit us all in there. Sounds like a full life. Uh, but you've had ups and downs, huh? Uh, yeah. Did you hear all that? Uh, that's when he makes the cat sounds. That beard laughs. Uh, but when with the right person, even the hard times are easy, Higgins says. Uh, and then they say, oh, boy. Or Ted says, I don't know. See a bunch of coffee mugs and a coffee cup in Ted's office, too. Or a coffee maker. And uh, maybe you should change 999 to 911. Uh, doesn't seem good for little kids and stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess you solved it, Ted. Thanks for solving that. Arlo White, Chris Powell, Nelson Road Stadium, home game. Circle it up, Roy says. Everybody circles up with Jamie on three. One, two, three. Let's go. Jamie's taking selfies. Uh, and sitting there, that's when Ted glares. He goes over and he goes, Jamie, what are you doing? Uh, uh, didn't want to, didn't want to join the team. Uh, you know, sometimes you remind me of my grandma with the channel hopper. Always pressing the wrong buttons. Uh, Jamie says, how about we make a deal? Okay. You keep preaching your yeehaw stuff. 
And I'll keep ignoring you because this team's tragic. I'm the only good thing you got going for you. And uh, Ted raises his eyebrows. Uh, James says, I'm the only one people want to see anyway. Sound fair? And Ted goes, I'd love to. I'm not having a great day. So uh, Jamie goes, it doesn't matter. I'm already listening to people say uh, Baby Shark, uh, but Jamie Tart. And he does a little dance. Uh, Ted says, cut the crap. And then his son comes in. He has his moment with Jamie. Hello, little lad. Uh, now, now, Jamie, now Ted's son does have layers because he has this, uh, he probably has three, he has the jersey over his shirt. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to score a goal for me and for you. Uh, but, you know, for me also, just for us, uh, Good lad. Uh, and then he says the same thing to Beard, who just did uh, breathe through his nose. Uh, and, oh, Ted's son sings Jamie Tart. That's my other notes. Come on, goalie. Canadian midfielder scores against uh, uh, Richmond. Uh, six minutes down to nil. People are uh, making their feelings known, how much they dislike Ted. Uh, Ted can't, you know, his son is like, uh, then we see Jamie find space, uh, could pass to Obasanya, but nope, scores, uh, doing it himself. Solo goal, Jamie Tart, everybody's happy. Oh, the guy from the street just made comments to Ted saying that. Uh, uh, 29th minute to one. Uh, Jamie's yelling me. I'm pumping up his back. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, then we have Sam gets tripped. Uh, that's a yellow card. Uh, they get a free shot. Uh, but Sam's uh, still resting. Go, somebody check on him. Jamie steps over him. Roy says, you're supposed to check on your teammate. And then Jamie says, why don't you move out of the way instead of checking on Sam? Uh, he's not worried about it. Roy is. So Roy and Jamie go back and forth. Kent versus Tart. This has only, never happened since uh, something like Newcastle. Uh, uh, let's see. I don't know. Oh, 2001, yeah. Season lows uh, for Richmond sinks even lower. Royce or Sam says he's fine. Roy says, "Okay, well, get up and act like it. Uh, slow, get up slowly, limp around, uh, and then uh, gesture that you can bravely go on. The, the crowd will love it." So Sam gives Sam gets up. Uh, he's going to play through it. Uh, such determination. At a boy Sam, then Tart takes a free free kick. Thirty seven minutes right now. Will he pass it or will he just shoot it on goal? And he just shoots it on goal. I don't know. In that case, he maybe shouldn't pass it though, because I mean he made it. Uh, but two for Jamie Tart, but uh, special player. 
And Jamie's mostly, uh, he's not celebrating with his team. He's just celebrating himself. We see a team reaction, and that's actually what pushes Ted uh, to, to make the move. Runs into the stands up to Rebecca. Everybody's like, what is he doing? Uh, good cardio running those stairs. Uh, pulls himself up to Rebecca's box. Uh, Achilles there. Higgins is there. A couple other people are there. Uh, you're the manager, Ted. You could do whatever you want. You have my full support. And, uh, and Ted runs back down. And he says, Robert, you're going in. And that's where he says, we got a sub going in. Beards can't believe it himself. Uh, okay. Early substitution. Robert's on Jamie Tardoff. WTF, it says uh, on the screen for the time. Uh, what on earth, they say. Taking off his best player. Jamie has a white undershirt on. Roy has a blue undershirt on, just in case you were wondering. Uh, Jamie won't even shake Ted's hand or give him a five. And that's half. Uh, what kind of reception awaits Lasso in the locker room? No, Jamie's said jersey's gone. So maybe Jamie's gone, I guess. And we see a smoky room. Ted comes out uh, to sit down and listen. I'm going to make a speech. Uh, like in the movies this time. And uh, they even invite Nate to sit down. Or tie game. And he goes, we're broken. We need to change. Uh, change isn't easy. You know, one, You know. sometimes once you're playing freeze tag with your friends, next thing you know, you're getting zits. Your voice goes low. And that's when you see your first tan line, Miss Scanlon. And... Uh, Ted smiles and everybody else smiles. Uh, striking woman, not classically beautiful, but striking. Uh, and they laugh. Uh, most of the time, change is a good thing. He's got him. Uh, that's what life's about: embracing change, being brave, uh, doing what you have to, so everybody in your life can move forward with their lives. Beard is like, oh boy. And it goes, maybe that's the only way to make her happy. And then he moves his eyes. Uh, everybody looks at each other. What? Uh, lady football, I mean. Uh, they say, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, coach. Uh, good save, Beard says. Sam, you're going to go to midfield during the second half, and Beard's got some plans. Uh, one last thing. And pay attention to this. Uh, and he smashes believe in a positive way. Beard says, eyes on me. Everyone gathered around. Uh, and then there's two minutes added time. Level at two goals apiece. Uh, they played well without Jamie. And then Roy's open. Nice pass to Roy, who makes a run. Could take it himself, uh, but he passes it. And it goes through to Sam, who scores uh, in the onion bag, as they say, I think. Uh, everybody's cheering, pub, uh, Rebecca's box, everybody but Rebecca. But eventually she cheers uh, politely. 
Because she's like, oh boy. Uh, and then it goes full time. It's when everybody, the whole team's cheering. Nate jumps on coach. Sorry, I'm just so happy. Love the energy. Take this little guy. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, nicely done, nicely done. Roy says, yeah, I'm proud of you, Roy. That's all we got, buddy. And way to play. They're singing the same cheer, but in a different way. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, Same word, different meaning. And kind of like back in the 80s when bad meant good. Uh, And then they do their inside joke. Who was president back then? Ronald Reagan? Uh, And they does Doc Brown. And Beard goes to shake the hands of the officials. Sun runs to him. He does a long run, actually. Hugs his dad. Now he has another layer on a jacket, you know, because it's a night game. He asks his dad, oh, yeah, it's just when you're alone with your thoughts, son. Does that make sense? Not really, but uh, let me give it a better view of the stadium. Wave to everybody. Let them see you. Then it starts to rain. Rebecca's like, this is not working out. Uh, then his son is playing uh, uh, a little bit of soccer in the rain while uh, Ted and his wife kind of talk about stuff. Uh, first time they met uh, in a big parking lot uh, at the exact same time, and that's when we jump to Roy and Keeley in a second. So random. Keely puts something in her boot. Roy's standing there. She goes, what the heck? Uh, and uh, he goes, sorry about that. Uh, and he goes, I just want to apologize for yesterday. It's none of my business. She goes, it's okay. It's very cold out. Uh, they share a moment. Uh, and then Roy just says, good night, Keely, and walks off. Uh, Keely smiles and watches him. Good night, Roy. Everything we've been through, we go back to Ted and his wife. Uh, wouldn't change a single thing. Red eyes, even now. And uh, he goes, I know, Michelle, there's nothing, you know, it's out of my control, I guess. And she goes, yeah, you're not giving up, though. You're just letting me go. But uh, this is a good life lesson. You know, this is so many things out of our control that we try to control. Uh, it's not just about this relationship. Uh, it's going to be okay, though, right? Uh, yeah. And then uh, we see they look at both look at their son. And uh, they take another moment. Oh, this is when he says, yeah, I can't quit, though. And she goes, you're not quitting. And it's like, holy cow, it's even harder. He does some uh, sniffling and lip licking. Really good uh, performance. Wipes his eyes. Uh, they go, you ready? Okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Shannon, for playing soccer with my son. Uh, I'll see you the seconds over, bud. This season's over, buddy. We're going to talk every day for sure. Give me a hug. Uh, he gives his son a hug. One-armed hug because he's got the umbrella. And uh, love you. And then him and Michelle kind of stand off. Uh, and she gives him a hug. He lets his umbrella go down. She leans hers back. No, hers is over their head, I guess. A different depends on the shot. Um, and they separate. Uh, Ted's uh, stunned, very stunned. Uh, 
And then he goes to sit down alone and his friend comes. And again, this is when I get choked up multiple times in an episode, even watching this three or four times, like this is just a, such a lovely moment. Uh, Ted's at a low point. Uh, you can see it in his eyes. Uh, and he sits down in his khakis and his sneakers and his puffy coat. Uh, and his friend's there to help him. Uh, his pint, uh, and they sit side by side and, uh, Beard's there for him. He says, yeah, let's have this together. And one of the fans walks by and says, Hey, you did good tonight, coach. Uh, we might turn this around. Uh, and that's when the two friends cheers each other, uh, hold their umbrellas. Beard spins his, uh, I think one half rotation. Yeah, half rotation. No, uh, three-quarter rotation takes a sip, uh, and the episode comes to a close. So another nice episode of uh, lulling, and lulling with Lasso. Good night, everybody.